You're part of Constellation now. Part of our family. I'll follow you from here on out, Captain. We're all here because we're committed to the biggest question of all. What's out there? Welcome everybody to the Starfield Sandwich Podcast, a Starfield podcast by fans for fans. I'm one of your hosts, Eric, a.k.a. Suliora, and today is a very special episode because I'm joined, quote-unquote, live in person by my co-host, Kelsey, KDB. How are you doing today, buddy? Man, I have no idea where we're going to start today because I am <laughs> so excited to finally speak to you in person like we've been obviously messaging backwards and forwards for the last month but yeah i've been looking forward to this chat i'm ready to go i've finished work for the week and i'm yeah very hyped to chat some starfield with you so yeah definitely uh man there's there's uh so much stuff to cover i mean mostly we're gonna uh, kind of update everybody on what we've been up to in the game but um there was an an update recently they uh, patched some a few things. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Um, I did. Yeah. I know our buddy Jerry sent us the info for that, um, so we could talk about that for a little bit. I haven't really noticed anything um, new as far as what it did, but it said it was like they've... some minimal performance stuff and things like that. But to be honest with you, and like not to kind of jump ahead, like in the way of performance and bugs, I've had next to nothing. I've had like maybe like one bug and one crash so and i'm playing on series x and you're on series s so i don't know if it is different yeah for you, but i have had a near flawless experience and i am a hundred and probably five hours in i think so actually i've had some freezing here and there um actually let me let me see what do you mean where it'll like probably... fr- freeze for like one one or two seconds as you're playing and no where of... i have to restart oh okay um, yeah yeah where it'll lock up um, but I've I've been told that that is more common if you spent a lot of time outpost building like I have. But I, um, we'll we'll get into that. But I have also heard if you have loads of saves, loads of save files, that that actually it does slow down your loading, and it can sometimes get confused when loading into the game. And it, I did notice that it was starting to take longer to load into the game the first time and if you i deleted a few saves and it it was much quicker so that's definitely an issue for anybody that's seeing freezing or taking ages for load times just just delete some of your saves that you don't need i think i've got like one or two like hard saves and i've got a quick save and then of course there's several auto saves but um yeah let me let me do a quick bit of math here (laughs) so i am at 140 hours Actually, no, let me check, because I must be more than 105. Yeah, because I can look at my Xbox app. Yeah. Should have done this before we started. I mean, some of that, sure, is probably just sitting there paused. Yeah, yeah. I I, I obviously can't look at my in-game save time. Okay, so I am at four days, one hours, and 44 minutes. So what's that? Two, four, six. I'm slightly less than you, maybe? 
around the same. Like, so yeah. That's like 120 hours or something. And like you, there's definitely been times where it's just been sat in the menu or I've left the controller down and stuff. So maybe take away five hours or something for that. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. Like a, and, and, yeah, to your point, most of the time has been playing because, I mean, how can you not? It's, it's the type of game where it's like when I'm not playing, I wish I was. And I'm like, when the whole time at work, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do next? Am I going to spend more time ship building? Am I going to spend more time doing a storyline? What am I going <laughs> to do? Um, yeah. There, there's so much that I have done and then still so much that I feel like I haven't even really touched yet. I um, but... I think I said on the previous episode, really, this, this is the first time we've kind of spoken in, per- in person about it, but on one of the previous right. episodes that I recorded for, I said to my wife, like a couple of days after the game was out like she came in like in the evening i was playing it and i just kind of like sighed and looked at her and i was like i'm gonna have a problem here (laughs) because this game (laughs) i was like i cannot think about anything else but this game i was like it has me and it's just i mean i'd say i sort of joke i've got a problem here like i mean that in a positive way you're completely right when you're not playing you're thinking about it and we're a month out now from release and it's just like yeah it's completely hooked me like i say uh, over 100 hours in we'll talk more about what each of us have been doing but it's i'm still playing like i i Mm -hmm. just before we did this call i said i was playing a bit of lies of p um because uh discord has been down to this podcast nearly didn't happen did discord discord (laughs) shit the bed today and had an outage so we almost had specifically to the desktop version yeah it, yeah it said we were blocked yeah uh, which like, is really why the hell was i blocked i didn't do anything shady yeah so but, i was like uh, oh maybe i've got some game time and i thought i know i'll just try a bit more of lies of p because i did play some of that but i have been for the past month exclusively playing starfield except for this past week once i finished that main quest i went back and finished the alan wake remaster which i started just before oh, starfield nice. came out and I, I have played a couple of hours of Liza P the day it came to Game Pass. But aside from those two very brief bits of gaming, all Starfield since launch. And yeah, loving I've been, every second of it. Yeah, I've been, uh, when I'm not playing Starfield, I've been playing um, 76, like trying to get the scoreboard done. I've been working on a spooky camp. Um, yeah. And then hanging out with uh, some friends like... Uh, the Gato pub crew and uh, pretty much every Wednesday night I spend a little bit of time with Kaiju Kittens. Awesome. Because uh, she streams Wednesday night and wants people to hop in with her. But yeah, I mean, I'd say it's 75, 80% of it's been Starfield. Um, I had to tear myself away from Starfield for a few hours this week to finish up the, the Fallout Feed roundtable with <laughs> New World. I saw you playing, um, it said Eric's playing oh Fallout God. 4, and I thought, oh, okay, I wonder, <laughs> he's probably dragging himself through that at the moment. But um. it, it was very difficult, but <laughs> hey, I mean, it's the first time I've actually completed Nuka World. Yeah. Um, oh, I, okay. I've done everything up until you invade the Commonwealth, and I didn't really want to do it. Well, I did yeah. that, but it said that I had to get the first uh, settlement up to 100% happiness. I'm like, Fuck yeah, that, man. Yeah, I, hate <laughs> that. I still don't uh, but, have that achievement for Fallout 4. I've never managed it. I te- technically don't either because I've just been playing with mods. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's like, oh, okay, I got to finish this. But you know what? I'm glad I did. Yeah. Um, and it was in survival, which is even more uh, difficult. But what, So what was it yeah. like then going back? Because I haven't even been back to 76. And obviously with 
Starfield. It's very Bethesda. It's we know how it works. You know mm. the sort of the systems. It's got some unique systems, but the the core of it is very similar. So, what was it like making that jump back from Starfield to seventy six and Fallout Four? Was it like did it show those games in a negative light or whatever? Because yeah, I don't know. Well, no, like I mean I, me. I still really enjoy the earlier games. Like Good. I still really enjoyed Fallout Four um, when it's not fucking crashing <laughs> in downtown Boston. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it's, I mean, it's still a great experience. I really hate that I can't finish the Brotherhood of Steel quests. Yeah. Um, because I've, I've, I've done, I've completed it with the railroad. I've completed it with the Institute. I haven't, like, I, I got to the point where you land on the mass fusion building with Brotherhood of Steel and it would crash as I'm landing on the roof of that building every time. Yeah. Like there was just this threshold that it couldn't quite get past. So that's frustrating. Um, and I do want to do it at some point, but until we get that next gen upgrade, I'm mm. going to have to go PC um, for that. This, yeah, there's this like, I don't know, Panda, like, like Bermuda Triangle around downtown Boston, which is like you can't get within a certain area or it'll crash. It's that sucks, like, man. Right there at the edge of Good Neighbor and then East. Yeah. Um, so even in Good Neighbor, it would crash um, pretty, you know, every few minutes. But, I mean, I, from my understanding, it came out fine. But subsequent upgrades or um, updates caused that to start happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? I mean, I, I know they said that there was supposed to be a next-gen upgrade but who knows when it's actually happening um but yeah i mean i'm glad that uh, like I, I do really enjoy fallout 4 and of course 76 i still spend time in 76 quite a bit um and i know a lot of people are feeling like 76 is kind of being abandoned now that starfield's out i don't really think that's true there's still plenty of people playing just yeah. maybe not quite as much yeah uh, but I, I do still see friends in there um, quite a bit, and you see you still see several streamers every day playing it as well. Um, like I said, there's several people uh, that I, um, that I'll hop in with from time to time if they're playing. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, a lot of people have said that you know, yeah, they they love Starfield and uh, absolutely have you know just can't quit playing it but at the same time it doesn't have that community feel that 76 does i get that uh, yeah where they can't just pop in hang out with their friends for a little bit yeah and just have that um, camaraderie so we're all ho- kind of hoping that at least hopefully at some point there's a co-op version or, or like a, a co-op uh, thing that they can do with it like yeah, hey you can help me um do this um like you can help me build my settlement or, you know, work on this uh, ship with me or settlement. <laughs> what am I playing? <laughs> the same thing. I knew uh, what you meant. Yeah. So, but I mean, several, like I'm, I'm uh, of course, obviously pretty big with the ASA podcasting community. We we're all joking around yesterday that we need to start um, an addicts, uh, like a, a Starfield addicts uh, community. Like, yeah. Hi, my name's Eric. I'm I'm a Starfield addict. Same. Um, I, I appreciate your support. So, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's a problem, man. Um, I just I'm so happy. Like I said to you 
a lot long, not long after the game came out. I was confident in the release and I was confident in the game, but I'm so happy it's this good and it's delivering everything I wanted and so much more. So, yeah, mm. I'm definitely an addict as well. I'm right there with you, man. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess we can go ahead and get into what we've actually been doing mm. in the game um, since launch. Um, <laughs> it's like, where do we begin? <laughs> um, and I've got two characters now. I've got the one and I've got my uh, streaming character that I, I, specifically for streaming. Um, but yeah, what have you what have you been doing? We'll start with you. Yeah, so just indulge me a little bit. As I said, so I've got over four days playtime now. I have my screenshot here to give a little summary of my activity and where I'm at with my character. And I've talked about on our first impressions, my character, the xenobiologist character um, that I've been playing with. But I am at so I have quests completed 125, activities 68, uh, main quests 18, and then Crimson Fleet Freestar and. Uh, Ryujin are all nine quests and United Colonies is test is, is ten. Now I've completed them all a- apart from Ryujin. That's the one I'm working through at the moment, that faction quest okay. line. Um for me Ryujin's like, fine. I did that. My um <laughs> have you finished Ryujin? Yeah, yeah, I did. No, I'm gonna get great. to it in a minute because I, I, I have do have something to say about that quest line, but I suppose in general, because you know, like we said, where do you start with this? I'm not gonna sit here and talk about my over 100 hours hour by hour but it's funny I can talk about my kind of journey so far which has been first I want to say a a lot of things I saw about the game is that it was difficult to get into and it takes a while to get going um not for me at all no from (laughs) the very first moment the first hour I was smiling I was loving it and stuff and we I did a couple of very brief let's play videos and we talked on first impressions like yeah I was finding some of the menus a bit fiddly and stuff but you get used to all that stuff but I was hooked from the very beginning with this game and I just kind of bounced around I mean I definitely got started with the main quest and accidentally fell into doing the Freestar Collective and the Freestar Collective um, uh, sort of I got a little bit of way into it and then um, I realized that that's what I was doing that it was the faction quest I hadn't really figured out mm-hmm. and you know my way with the quest lists and stuff like that the quest log. It's like that with a vanguard too yeah like yeah yeah and start the vanguard and you're like wait this isn't the main quest exactly yeah what is ex- the main quest exactly because you go oh, to see constellation okay you go to see that guy really early in the you know in, in the story Nine so wall. yeah and, um, <laughs> so I was kind of jumping around and then I got to, you know, I did a bit of the main quest. I thought, right, okay, I'll park that. I'll crack on. And I flew through the, um, the Freestyle Rangers quest line because I'd heard that it was a really good way to get a really good ship early. So yeah. I made my way basically to the end of that quest, got my ass handed to me in the factory <laughs> or whatever it is by where there's like three. I don't know, 50 enemies, and they were all about There's five. this pretty stu- uh, tough space battle, too. Yeah. There was about, they were all about five levels above me, so I, I went and leveled off a bit, and I came back, and I got it, and I got my ship, and I felt like once I got that ship, that's kind of where my game felt like it really started. I was maybe like 20 hours in at that point, and yeah. although it's I was... a great ship, too. Yeah, although I was loving while, everything up to that point, it's like, right, I've got my base. I've got my decent ship that I know I'm not just going to get obliterated with. And so I, that's when I really kind of took off. 
and started to go kind of on my own and be a bit more kind of free with my gameplay. And I focused a lot, I think I said to you, on just activities that kept popping up. I wasn't doing any faction quests. I wasn't doing any main quests. I was ticking through those activities, just little things, little fetch missions. Some of them open up to bigger side quests as well. Um, and just continuing to have fun and basically ev almost every day after work you know once the kid had gone to bed it was here's my two hours of Starfield I'd get back two hours if I wanted to stay up a bit later maybe like three and then I would go to bed so I was sacrificing some sleep here and there but yeah like journey wise I was all over the place some people I know like mainlined the game some people just focused mm -hmm. on factions I dipped in and out and I start. I just played it how it's not that I was becoming bored with any aspect of the game. I just, I don't know, I like doing so much. And this is kind of, you know, this is how my life is. And with the podcasts, I don't just do one <laughs> podcast. I do loads of podcasts like you yeah. do. And it's the same when I play Starfield. I'm like bouncing around, doing so much stuff. And then some evenings I would just be like, I'm not really in the mood to like suck myself into the story tonight. So I would put a podcast on and then just go do some planet scanning and stuff like that yeah. and just which is a good way to make money too yeah so. and just explore and mess around with some of the outposts and and here we are like a month later and i'm still not bored with it as i say i finished the main quest i've done most of the main uh, uh faction quest lines i've still got ryujin to do but i have i haven't even touched shipbuilding I've barely scratched the surface with <laughs> oh outposts. God. Which means I, you probably are pretty rich, unlike me. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I was talking to my buddy James from First Aid Spray, and he was because he has basically done only shipbuilding, and he's like, "Oh, I need more money." And I was like, "I think I got like Questing a million." Is what funds my shipbuilding. Yeah, <laughs> I got like a million credits or something, so I haven't really done any shipbuilding. Oh, and I can uh, do a lot with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm gonna get to it because this is the thing you have. The skill tree and I put a lot early days I put a lot into combat and the oxygen like gym um, you know mm. fitness and the things like that I didn't really rank up my ships so I couldn't use any class C ships or anything and I'm still not there yet either but now I'm at this point where oh. uh, you know I've done I've gone through all these quests and I'm looking at the scope ahead of me and it's like yeah there's so much to do for outposts there's so much to do for ships side quests and activities popping up and i guarantee you there is so much stuff in this game that is hidden away that people still haven't discovered side quest oh, lines sure. and things i was listening to uh todd howard so he's done one interview since the game launched it was with the gamers notebook podcast the other day and it was he spoke to funnily enough the ceo of insomniac games competing platform <laughs> playstation and i you know oh they did God, yeah. they, you know they they didn't have a fight or anything like some of these console warriors want to do they just had an incredible chat about games and making games and stuff i highly recommend it to people but one thing that really stood out to me was they said when they started making starfield they knew they were making a game that was going to be played De de a decade mm. maybe longer you know and they so said that in other interviews also yeah so he was just like we need to figure out how this game is really out from launch six months then a year then two years and i'm telling you there's probably stuff that won't even trigger in the game until like a year has passed of real time or something i i just know that this yeah. is the type of stuff that bethesda do so anyway kind of like the black knight in skyrim where you have to get to level 80 to do it which exactly i never did and um, okay, I'm going to start a new character. Yeah. 
and yeah, I still only just have one character as well. I haven't started. I'm keen to try another one, but again, there's so much to do with your main character, and there's more we'll talk about today, and I'll get into other bits. But I'm I know I'm rambling, so I sort of hand it over to you to talk about your journey. But yeah, as I say, love, love, loving it. Have done so much, but there's still so much to do. I did a tweet where I was like. I finished the main quest, but the journey is just beginning. And it sounds so cheesy and kind of silly to say that, but it's so accurate, I think, with this game. Like, I'm oh, all yeah. in, and it's taking a lot to pull me away from it. And, you know, just thinking about the future, yeah, it's so kind of tasty to think what might be coming. So, so yeah, that's that's the sort of brief overview of my journey so far, I suppose. The thing about the perk uh, system, though, is you want to... You wanna, uh... It's kind of a, an interesting like catch twenty two because like you want to save perp, perk points back for when you want to use them for something specific, but at the same time you want to do stuff. You have to you have to do stuff. Yeah, you have to do actions to uh, be able to use them in the first to rank place, up. Like with yeah. shipbuilding. Like you have to like I think to get to level two with uh, starship design, you have to build five different ship modules. And then, okay, but so you do that, and then you need to build like fifteen more. I think my dog just burped into the microphone. <laughs> um, um, you have to get, you have to build like fifteen more to get to rank three, and it's like that with with piloting. Like to be able to fly certain class ships, you have to destroy other ships. So uh, there's the trick of going to the uh, simulator in the mass building, yeah, yeah. Um, which I did. So now I, I'm like a class four pilot. Or oh, like wait, hang on. Can... So that when you destroy ships in the simulator, does that count towards the... That still destroy... counts, yeah. Oh, my yeah. fucking God. Okay. Yeah, they were talking about that on the Fallout feed. Because that's so. what I'm doing. And I knew they'd talked about... I because I'd listened to that episode and listened to them talked about the simulator, but I hadn't realized I hadn't caught that it would count towards that yeah. ranking because that is kind of the thing I'm doing at the moment is I because I can't fly any ships above rank A, so it's one of my main things. So I'm gonna have to yeah, jump I into that. Went, I was uh, like pilot rank three, mm. and there's this ship that landed close by to where I was. I was, I was on a planet that had a temple or something like that, so I was trying to get that, and I see this ship land, I'm like that looks like a cool ship. So I run over to it. I go in there. There's nobody in there. I'm like, easy peasy. I, I can just take this. It had to be like pilot rank four. I'm like, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> because that would have been worth a lot of money yeah. to sell because it was huge. But um, yeah, but what, I guess we can go ahead and get into what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. Your um, overall journey so far. How's it been? Um to see yeah i think it like the xbox app says i'm at like 140 hours um i've done every single i've finished most of the quest lines except for constellation and i'm going through the crimson scar storyline right now Mm -hmm. um, which i didn't think i could actually do because they would shoot me on site anytime i run into them but um, yeah, with the the UC SysDef, you can actually infiltrate them, which is nice. So you, they they talked about this um, in the the Q and A that they did through uh, Discord, where um, you can play the Crimson uh, Scar story that both ways. Um, so I mean, this isn't really spoilers because, like I said, they talked about this. You can go through. I think it was Emil actually who specifically said this. Um, you can go through the Crimson Scar storyline, and you can like approach it as you're undercover through the UC SysDef, 
Or you can actually betray UC Sysdef and really join the Crimson Scars. Um, so it's it's pretty interesting. Like I love how intricate these storylines are, and there's so many different ways you can go with them. Um, so let's see. The first one that I actually finished was the was either the Vanguard or the actually I think it was the Free Star Collective. I just because um, you told me about s- stop you there, like because I thought I was misunderstanding something when you said Crimson Crimson Scar. You mean the Crimson Fleet, right? Because Who's... Yeah, I, th- I think it's both. I think oh, is it? Both, so I was like, both, right? Crimson yeah. Scar? Like, I was like, is this something I didn't know? Yeah, Crimson Fleet, sorry. <laughs> Crimson um, Fleet, yeah, I, okay. I think they're the same thing. Although it's they? funny because it's like the Freestar, because I was calling Freestar Rangers questline, but it's it's called the Freestar Collective. Yeah, they are collect- Rangers, collective. but yeah, it's, it's the Collective. Yeah, yeah. It's, anyway, yeah. This game's so deep. <laughs> so, yeah, you told me about the ship, so I've yeah. been... Um, I think at the only point at that point, I only had two. I had the the Mantis ship and the the Frontier, mm-hmm. and I kept running into an issue where my cargo was constantly overloaded. Um, yeah, because I mean the Frontier and the Mantis don't have the biggest cargo holds, um, although you can upgrade them. So um, yeah, I finished uh, Free Star Collective. I finished the Vanguards and. I, I don't know if this is spoilers or not, but the, the Vanguard just seemed to end. Like, I thought, okay, there'd be at least a couple more quests after um, that last one. Mm. But, I mean, you get rewarded pretty nice for the Vanguards as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I got to a point with the Constellation quest where something pretty uh, dramatic happens. And I'm like, all right, I, I, I got to stop for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I can't keep going with this for right now. Um, yep. So that's when I started getting into ship building and outpost building. And um, the first time I, I attempted ship building, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Um, I, I, I didn't even know how to actually build a module. <laughs> Like I was like, okay, I'd done a bit of upgrading. Like I'd upgraded the Frontier and the Mantis ship a little bit, which mm. is pretty straightforward. But the actual shipbuilding, I had no idea what to do. So I was I was talking to some people, um, specifically Jessica Starr. She she basically, God bless her. She basically walked me through the entire uh, progress, like process of doing it. Yeah, she's full of tips, as Jess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, my, my first attempt, like I basically picked a, a part, uh, deleted it. And then you actually like uh, click off of the, the ship and the, it, the build menu will come back up and then you just go to the category, pick what you want and then, uh, place it. Um, and that's basically what I did is I went through and I replaced all the original parts, um, except for the, the landing bay. And that's where my uh, my uh, sanguine dream came from, uh, my little red ship. Great name. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was just like, okay, the ship's red. What <laughs> what word can I do that's uh, a similar a synonym for red? Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I just I kept building um, onto that uh, to where it's a, now a class C ship. And then the next one, I was like, all right. I built a ship. Now I want the challenge of building a ship completely from scratch. Yeah. So um, I, I picked the Mantis ship and deleted 
everything except um, I found out that it also had some shielded cargo. So oh, I kept nice. the shielded yeah. cargo yeah. and uh, built everything else from scratch. Um, and it now looks like a dragon and it's got the name Wyvern. Yeah. Um, which I'm still upgrading that too, but that one's now a class C ship. And I built a bunch of like some extra cargoes. I think it's got like 4,000 cargo space. Um, oh shit. <laughs> really? 4,000. Yeah. I thought 2,000 yeah. on star Eagle was a lot like, whoa. Okay. 4,000. Yeah. I See, mean, this is what I mean. I'm excited. Cause I, I haven't even touched shipbuilding, and I'm like, I'm missing out, man. Like I need that 4,000 cargo space. <laughs> <laughs> it's maneuverability is i think in the 70s so mm. it's not the it's doesn't have the most dexterity to it but um yeah it's funny when i was uh after before i built that you know i started my streaming character yeah and that first scene where you first get into the the frontier i'm like god damn why is this ship so slow to turn because <laughs> <laughs> i was used to 100 mobility yeah um but yeah, I mean, it, oh my god, it's it's so expensive though. Like, I don't even know how much money I've spent with shipbuilding. Like, it, it's got to be at least a million, yeah, between the two ships. Um, but yeah, it's like like I say, it's like I, I I build it up to like class B initially, and then I just you know because funds, and then as I'm doing these quests, they'll get more money. So I'm like, all right, now I'm gonna go replace the reactor so I can make it a class C. Because, um, yeah, the reactor is what determines what class it is, not... And you can't build, class, like, a Class C, um, like, Class C engines without having a Class C reactor. Um, so that's another thing. But I've seen some wonderful ships out there. Uh, shout out to uh, Radrux and uh, Wreck-It Renee and some other people who've built some really inspired ships. Like, Radrux built the... Uh, taxi from fifth element along with his oh, own yeah. like planet express and i saw that yeah <laughs> things like that um he helped wreck it renee build her uh build her ecto one from ghostbuster <laughs> man what's crazy as well is like this is what people are doing with the like vanilla game like yeah you just yeah, know I mean, more I mean, stuff is coming and more stuff but both from bethesda and from modders as well so uh yeah so, both of them uh mainly play on xbox yeah so, um, yeah, it's all vanilla. Like, and then of course we've all seen the magic school bus. Yeah. And, <laughs> the future armor ship is another one I saw. Yeah. Yeah. The Titanic yeah, the, the, as well. <laughs> really? Somebody built the Titanic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I was watching yeah. Rex stream and he, he was working on a fire truck. I don't know if he finished that. Mm. Um, Ray from the fallout feed has also built a lot of ships, um, that I've seen. And it, it's, uh, I, I was talking about this with some people too. It's like, um, I, th- I think I even mentioned this on Tapes of the Waste. I figured outpost building would be the Starfield equivalent to camp building 76. No, it, it's ships. Um, which, I mean, if you think about it, the ships are basically your home. Like, how much yeah. time do you actually spend? Um, <clears throat> like, I, I've got. The outposts two are more houses for resources in, and stuff, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which uh, we'll get into that too, because yeah. I've spent spent a lot of time doing that too. But um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I've got I've got two houses in New Atlantis. I've got one in the Well, and then I've got the the penthouse uh, in Mercury Tower. I don't even remember the last time I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like 
outpost, yeah, you, like you can build your crafting benches, things like that there. You can also do that with ship modules. Yeah. Like I've got the engineering bay and the infirmary in both of my ships. And yeah, you can just, uh, like the engineering bay pretty much has everything right there. So you don't even need to go um, to New Atlantis. Like the lodge in New Atlantis has all the crafting benches there too. Like just go on my ship. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, and then of course you can also build the uh, ship building landing pad in your outpost, which that's another thing with ship building is um, there's all the different styles based on like where you go. If you're using a ship builder at a, a planet, like you go to the one on uh, Mars, it has all the Dimos uh, parts. Mm-hmm. Or you go to uh, Titan, in, uh, which is a, a moon of Saturn. Uh, there's the new new homestead settlement there. It's got all the parts that I used for my uh, Sanguine Dream, which I know Jess also built a ship with, with most of those parts. She's where I got the idea, I'll be honest. Um, Because I loved that cockpit, (laughs) which it's great. It's very roomy. Um, But if you you build the settlement um, outpost uh, building, uh, shipbuilder landing pad, it's got like the basics of all of them. So you can uh, access like Hope Tech and then Dimos and all the other different suppliers but it doesn't have like the class C parts. It's got like class A and B, but not C. So when I was upgrading the engines recently, I was like, oh shit, I can't actually, I, I don't have the class C engines. I need to, I guess I'm going to have to go to uh, Mars. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's so much to take in. It, it can be overwhelming, but once you get the hang of it, it's not bad. Because mm. um, like I said, I was able to build uh, the Wyvern from scratch. Yeah. And it'll tell you, like, okay, uh, the, the docking station is too low or whatever. Like, um, when we were, when I was first building my ship, I was like, okay, why does it say that I've got floating parts? Everything is attached. And it turned out my fuel tanks were too high. The one of them was too high. Um, but then it'll also be like, okay, the landing, you can't access the cockpit from the landing pad. You need to uh, move some stuff around, something like that. So, I mean, it... it you have to build your ship in a way that makes sense. Um, like you, you can't put the landing gear on the top or something like that. Like it'll tell you, okay, okay, that's too high. You need to put it. Um, it needs to be able to reach the ground. Um, or like there, there's a particular. There's two different types of docking stations. There's one that you can place on the top of the ship, and the one that you can place on the bottom. Yeah. So there's that too. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, we could probably do. An entire episode <laughs> just on... I mean, I say right. we could probably... We're going to do, like, entire episodes just on building, shipbuilding. Yeah. You do an entire this episode... This isn't a three-hour show. No, it's just, like... <laughs> it's just funny, like, listening um, to you there. Because, as I said, I haven't even touched it. And I'm like, this is a whole other game inside the game that it, I cannot wait really to get stuck into. So like, I have ideas Let for me know when you want to build yeah. and I'll help you. Yeah, I'm definitely um, going to need to. But yeah, um, like you said, outposts, um, that's another thing. Um, it's mainly for resources, but yeah. you use resources for so much in the game. That was another thing. Like I, I placed my first outpost and I had no idea what the hell I was doing. So it's like I I placed it. I just Googled it. I was like, all right, what's, where's the best place to start your first outpost? And it told me. And I was like, all right, great. Um. But then, oh, okay, my 
cat nearly took my headset off. Um, once you get going with it, like you need to be able to connect all the different outposts to, to where you're, you're sharing resources between all of them. So yeah. there's a couple of different ways you can do that. I, I know there's, there's a specific uh, cargo link that where you can connect them in between different systems, but it wouldn't let me build that for whatever reason. So it's like, all right, Let's keep it to one system. So I chose the Olympus system because I already had a couple of outposts there. So you look to see which resources you need um, for whatever you're wanting to do, whether it's more outpost building or whether you need something for, you know, modding your weapons or armor. See where a planet is that you need that, and then you can place your outposts. And then, like, build your extractors, your... your um, hold like your storage for those and then you can build a cargo link and that will actually connect to the other different outposts and so where you're sharing resources between the two of them oh my god see i didn't even know you could do that because all i've done is i have like a couple of outposts one i just set up just to get the achievement and then i did another one where i was like right i'm gonna get the 500 resources achievement yeah and all i've done is just set up like the three resource gatherers, the the storage containers, and then you can link them so mm-hmm. they like power each other, and then it pulls the resources yeah. out. So I was like, "Hey, this is awesome!" Because you don't even have to put a cable in; you just basically point it at the the other piece of yeah. thing in the outpost. And I did that, and I was like, "Oh, this is so good!" And I could build a huge outpost. I didn't even know you could <laughs> link it to another planet yeah. in the well, system. There's a there's an achievement for having five linked uh, outposts. Right. Yeah. So uh, that was one that I was determined to get. And once I got it, I think that it said only like a third of a percent of people have actually gotten that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, I was I was struggling. I was like, all right, I've got three different outposts that are on other in other systems because there was one I had for tungsten, one I had for like copper and something else. And I was like, why are these not linked? Oh, because you've got the wrong cargo link set up. Mm. I was like, oh shit. And it, again, it wouldn't let me build the other one. I don't know why, but, you know, I was like, all right, screw it. I'm just going to get rid of these and then place them in the same system. <laughs> As I'm dying here. Um, so, but the nice thing is, um, where was I going with it? Oh, when you do scrap an outpost, you get all of the material back. Oh, right. Okay. So you Good. don't, you don't yeah. lose anything. Yeah. So, which also made me really over encumbered there for a little bit. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I just, I, I scrapped them, found a, a planet in the Olympus system that had that resource and then went from there. Um, so it, it is great. And, you know, the most systems probably have what you need on a couple of different planets. Like, there's usually one or two planets in the system that has a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to look for it. So, yeah, it's it. That's uh, the other thing I've been doing. I, I finished, I think, yeah, I said earlier, I finished the Reunion quest. That was another thing I was doing to distract myself. That's basically the Starfield equivalent of the Thieves Guild. Yeah, yeah. But it's more like corporate espionage yeah. as opposed to Dude, uh, just though, sabotaging the thing. That mission, you know, so I'm going to say that mission where you have to... So you have to go and implant. So put a program on the CEO's computer where you basically have oh, to yeah. infiltrate past the entire building 
What did you just think to of that? Uh, test their security system. Yeah. What did you think um, of that? Because that mission, that is the only time in playing this game that I've ever been stuck, and I it took up an entire <laughs> evening for me. And I must have got to the very like I kept re you know I was save scumming a I little got, bit, reloading yeah. my saves and stuff because you could just kind of run through and kill them. But I'm trying not to. I didn't I'm, kill anybody. No, um, I'm trying not to. I did, but I got but, to the uh, I got to the end, and because I'd spent like an hour and 15, 20 minutes trying to do this quest, I was so kind of done with it, and I I I don't know if I if it bugged out or if it glitched, but I know you've got basically you can persuade one of them to you can talk them down, and then they're like, right, if we see you on another floor, then they're going to shoot at you. So I, I persuaded one of them yeah. out, because I'm a high-persuasion character, and I was like, right, okay, well, I'm not going to get spotted. And from what I can tell, I did not get spotted again, but for some reason, everyone just turned hostile, and I was right by the um, office, and I was just like, I'm not doing this again. So I just, I took them out, and then I was just like, I'm finishing this quest, I'm done with it. So I didn't manage to get through it Un, without making them turn hostile everything's fine now yeah. but that is the only quest in this game and it's the one i basically it's the thing i've done most recently like two nights ago and i wouldn't say it made me angry but yeah it was the f it was difficult man and i looked online and there's a few people like i had to put the game to very easy difficulty and stuff because this if you don't have any kind of sneak skill there's just no chance and yeah so. yeah I mean, I, I I tripped them off too, but I just ran past them, mm. um, which can be, get difficult at times. Yeah. But um, there's also the for a little bit, which I honestly forgot about. Oh God, um, I didn't even see that. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't do that, but yeah, I just ran past them, and it was fine. Like the um, contact was like, well, you know, you certainly weren't quiet i'm like sorry yeah um but yeah no, i thought overall it was great um and then there's a few different decisions that you have to make at the end um and there's a few different ways you can go with that um that's all i'm gonna say about yeah. it yeah i guess i've got like I'm it on, like, is, the it is nice though that, like so. a lot of these quests do have a point where you have to make some pretty big decisions um that can affect uh, mm. one way or another, which Vanguard's another one of them. Um, Constellation, obviously, there's yeah. a, a really big decision that you have to make um, yeah. going through. That and there's there's no 100% happy way to go with that. Like you're you're kind of screwed no matter which way you go. Um, which is why I had to step away for a bit. Yeah. But I'm back with that. Um, once I get through uh, the Crimson Fleet, I'm going to be finishing that up. Um, but, I mean, it, it's great, though, because it just shows you how intricate these stories are and how fleshed out they are. Um, companions, too. Like, the companion stories are really deep as well. Mm -hmm. Um so I, I've definitely been enjoying that. And um, I mean, you can just tell um, guys from what we've been saying, like we've both had very different experiences with how yeah. we've been playing. Yeah. And which is why, like with my streaming character, like my, my main character, I've got an explorer background with empath, extrovert, and uh, what's the third? You uh, see native, um, which the fact that you like, I chose UC native and I still wasn't considered a citizen kind of pissed me off. 
<laughs> but with the with the New Atlantis, like they didn't consider me a citizen, even though I was a native. Like, come on. Um, but with my uh, streaming character, uh, Captain Fuckface, um, which I've been told I really by a couple of people I really need to change that name. I'm like, hey, I thought it was funny. Um, just hearing Vasco say that in such a serious manner was yeah. it, I can't help but laugh. Um, I went with completely different traits and background with him um, intentionally because I wanted it to be a different experience. Um, so I went with uh, combat medic and then I, I made sure to get uh, the adoring fan uh, kids stuff. And uh, the last one was wanted. Yeah. So, which I felt like kind of a hypocrite. With, Hold on a uh, second. Kids. Hold on a second. My kid just diving <laughs> in the room. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, like I felt like kind of a hypocrite when I made my original character because I had said how excited I was for like the kids stuff, especially the adoring fan, yeah. uh, hero worship. Um, cause I, I, like I stood up and cheered when Craig Seckler was revealed, um, to be in the game, um, as the adoring fan again. So I'm like, all right, I, I gotta take that. Um, so if you, if you watched that stream, like I was very surprised at how early you run into him. Um, <laughs> it's like, I, he, he shows up like right at the beginning of the game when you're in new, in new Atlantis. I was like, I haven't even done anything yet. I figured that I would have gone through and like actually accomplished some stuff before you show up. But Hey, you know, I'm glad to see you. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I mean, like I said, we, we both have had very different experiences with this game, which I think is great. And then, uh, no spoilers, but once you get to New Game Plus, it just makes it that much more interesting and in how many more unique experiences you can have with it. Like I, I haven't gotten there yet, obviously. I've been putting it off. Yeah, so I... I, but... I, I you know, but just for the people listening. So I... I did get to the end and I scoped out New Game Plus to see what the deal with the deal was with it. And yeah, it's cool, but I actually reverted back to my save before going to New Game Plus and that's where I am now. I'm just clearing up and doing some of the other quest lines and build, getting some other perks before I make that jump because it is cool, it is interesting. Like I say, I'm not going to spoil it. We can talk about it in depth in future, but um, yeah, I was happy to just kind of revert back and do some of the other stuff that I hadn't yeah. done yet. So. I know some people, in the, especially in the ASA podcasting community, they're kind of addicted to New Game Plus. Like, there's one guy, I think Jerry's on, like, New Game Plus 4. Oh, jeez. Because um, <laughs> that's all he was doing, is he was just mainlining the, the main quest and then going to New Game Plus again. Um, I'm like, <sighs> because, I mean, at, at the beginning, people were saying, like, yeah, get to New Game Plus and yeah. then really start spending your time. That's what and I then heard. as we get more and more into it, we find out that's not really true. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that came from because it's what I had heard as well, but I wouldn't recommend doing that at all. I'd recommend, yeah. I mean, do what you want at the end of the day, but I'm playing this more like I classically play Bethesda games, which is, as I say, I go around, I do bits of everything and stuff and I like to tick stuff off and yeah, I, yeah, we'll talk more about new game plus in future. Yeah. Um, any characters really stand out to you? Um, I mean, it doesn't have to just be companions, but yeah, I'm sure some of the companions are really uh, interesting. Yeah, so I um, initially, by pure accident, spent a lot of time with Sam because I didn't mm -hmm. know that he was... Because sometimes characters get companions get assigned to you and you can't dismiss them until you finish a certain yeah. quest. And when I was running through that Freestar Ranger thing, I was like, 
okay, he's tagging along. And then I tried to get rid of him and it was like, oh, you can't until you do this. So yeah. I, I did really like Sam and, you know, I thought he was great. And I think all the characters have their strengths. I haven't really explored anything with Sarah. I haven't explored anything. Barrett a little bit sort of late in the game, but by far and away, my main companion was Andresia. And as soon as I mm -hmm. met her, she became my companion. I think she's just the most interesting one by far because of like this weird sort of mysterious history and she's tough and hard to please like you know you can't she's hard to read and then that becomes clear at the end of her quest line why that's the case and stuff sorry there's a dog barking outside and if you can hear that um, i'm surprised mine yeah. hasn't yet um discord probably isn't picking it up but my audio might be uh anyway so yeah, Andresia was my companion and stayed my companion. It took me ages to like reach full affinity because I actually had introvert as a uh, uh, personality extrovert trait. Extrovert really yeah. helped me, with, or not um, empath. Empath was the one that really helped me with. Sarah. Yeah, I remember you made really quick progress with Sarah, and I think Andresia probably took me about <laughs> thirty hours to get to full affinity. Like it was almost you know half of my gameplay or whatever. But I've currently. Uh, she's st she stays on the ship now and i'm kind of adventuring more solo <laughs> but um yeah like the companions wise i mean this is the thing there's so much to say about them and we're gonna i'm sure yeah. do sub episodes on the companions and then other characters that aren't even companions the adoring fan i have as well he's been with me the entire way and <laughs> he's, he's hilarious just some of the most <laughs> him and vasco have some of the most hilarious dialogue this dog is still going sorry for anybody that can hear that that's um, fine i've got my window open because it's so this is the thing it's autumn now and we have had oh my god shut up we have had um <laughs> it's just constantly going we've had really much cooler autumn weather and i was like oh great i like it when we have that because when i record podcasts i don't cook in the room and today it's like summer weather again and the temperature is really high yeah. and I've got the fan on and I'm just sweating in this room. So, yeah, I like I prefer the cold weather. Um, anyway, what was I saying? So, yeah, we can talk companions. more about companions yeah. in the future. Um, it's just funny listening to you talk because I know I've said it. Like, I just know that there's so much I'm going to get into. And it feels like, for me, that's kind of where my focus is going. Once I finish with Ryujin, I'm going to really plow into crafting. I've already started to, like, weapon modding and things and research. Yeah. Again, stuff that I haven't touched until like hour 100 of my playthrough. And <laughs> some people are sort of swinging that as a negative thing. And I just, I'm just not at all because for me, it just gives me more experiences and more things to try. And yeah, so it's just, there's it's so funny. Much. Like they, they said that outpost and shipbuilding was more late game. And I, I can understand why. Yeah. At this point, like there's a, a lot of things that they said early on. And I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of weird. And I'm like, Okay, now it kind of makes sense because, like, number one, you have to have the materials to be able to, to do that stuff. But number two, you have to have the funds to be able to build a good ship. Yeah. But So it's like you can play with it from the beginning, but it's not until later on that you're really going to be able to have the materials available to do it. But, um, yeah, um, my experience with Sam is kind of like with you it's like I got locked in the Freestar Collective and then he, Sam has a, a personal quest that I think is what locked him in. But after I finished all that, I switched back to Sarah and I'm like, like he was still on the ship and then he just kind of disappeared at one point. I'm like, why did Sam get kicked off the ship? And it said that I couldn't 
um, I couldn't assign anybody else. Well, it's because Sam was still on the ship because he was locked in. Yeah. And um, it's funny um, having Sam and Sarah on the ship at the same time. I don't know how many, like a lot of people that I've mentioned this to have said that they didn't really have this experience, but Sarah was constantly giving Sam shit about his parenting skills <laughs> on my ship. Like anytime I'd, I'd be walking around she'd be discussing like, okay, why do you have Cora with you? She needs to be back at the lodge. Like she's going to get hurt. You need to get her out of here. And he's like, well, she needs the experience. Number one, number two, like, I don't want to leave her behind and not be a dad to her. So fuck off. <laughs> um, Man, I've mentioned that to other people. Like, oh no, she's never done that with me. I'm like, really? Um, and then, like, I, I recently just brought Barrett on, but Vasco and Barrett have been in the lodge for the most uh, most time um, as well. But I posted a video of this. I walk into the lodge, and Vasco um, Barrett walks up to Vasco and starts asking him questions, and Vasco's like. I do not know what uh, what this is, sweetie. And Barrett's like, what did you just call me? Oh, I'm sorry. I did not properly address you, honey. <laughs> like, what is He, like, on? tries things out, doesn't he? The, yeah, one of the funniest like, ones for me is you walk past him. And this, again, this is after, like, 80 hours. And every time you walk past him, you know, it's like, you know, Captain so-and-so. And uh, so, But this one time, he just went, hi. And he was like, apologies, yeah. I was trying out an informal greeting. <laughs> it just cracked yeah, me up because it's just like, it's you know, like... this is hours and hours into the game, you know, almost 100 hours. And he's still throwing out things that I haven't heard. <laughs> and yeah, the, the interactions between all the companions are always fun. Yeah. And I've had most of the time my ship fully, you know, full with and I not with people that I've picked up along the way, but with the main characters so yeah. usually andresia vasco and then sam for a while um barrett the adoring fan has never left my ship um <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> he he's another one that just comes out with lines like yeah. uh i mean we're sort of you know moving into talking about highlights and favorite moments but like this uh one of the things that he said is there's so many but he's just like oh i'm working on <laughs> i'm working on a autobiography of your life it's just me <laughs> saying your name into a data slate for 7 hours over and over again <laughs> and he's like so i want to breathe the yeah, same air yeah i have to soak up every molecule and stuff like oh he's just <laughs> he's so good like they they do and what i like is that that silliness a lot of the time there's so many winks as well it's just like it's very tongue-in-cheek and i love as as awesome as this game is and as how kind of cool and deep and thought out a lot of the themes are there's so much fun and kind of tongue-in-cheek and leaning into it because they know it's kind of silly and as well and they're not afraid to do yeah. that and with characters like the adoring fans specifically so he's definitely so a big Easter standout too yeah like um Jess posted this yesterday, but she found an ear grub. Um, oh, yeah. It was in a, a display. And I was like, at first I was like, well, I found one of those. It, it was in my ship's cargo, and I don't know where it came from. Um, it was probably cargo on another ship that I stole, because that was another thing that I got addicted to for a little bit, was going and stealing ships. But um, I didn't know what it was at first, and then she, she mentioned what it was. I was like, 
oh my god like i i remember the 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 ear grab scene from star trek like it's burned into my brain but i didn't remember what the name of it was Mm -hmm. once she said that i was like okay that is getting the fuck off my ship like right now (laughs) yeah there's there's so many great references like that though like there are um, so many like even from like other bethesda games like that picture that i posted uh it what looked like um a net from Marwind. Yeah. Um, I'm like, okay, this looks like it's straight out of Marwind. Um, and of course there's plenty of fallout references too. Um, like, uh, but have you like, what definitely some highlights for me are some of the, um, uh, encounters that you get like some of the random encounters you get in space are just absolutely pure gold. Yeah. Um, like, uh, who doesn't love grandma? I still haven't um, seen her. I feel like the only player um, in the community that hasn't well, stumbled across her. I haven't encountered the insurance or the like the warranty sales. Oh, I, I haven't I, I encountered got him. him yet. I got him. Um, <laughs> but I uh, like the Faraday Touring Company. Oh my god! Mm. Um, like they're just asking you about your sex life the entire time. Like all the passengers are yeah. asking you, but like oh, you're a hotshot explorer. Like, and yeah, and uh, I bet and, you've got a lady set up in every <laughs> single planet, don't you? Andreja <laughs> was like, "Yes, Captain. Why didn't you tell us more about this? Because this is while I was like building affinity with her. Yeah, I love that. Um, and um, I mentioned the like I built a ship off of the razor leaf, like completely from scratch. Like the only original part i think is the shielded cargo Mm. but spacers will still uh recognize it as the razor leaf yeah even though it's like a completely different ship now like oh let's take out this oh oh shit that's the mantis (laughs) Ah, run (laughs) i'm like you you still recognize this as the mantis ship okay great um i I love the um and this may mean absolutely nothing to you but the uh the sea shanty guy that blew up during the pandemic yeah valentine yeah Yeah. he i it's so cool like so that's so cool for multiple reasons one i think you know he's obviously kind of awesome like those catchy catchy tunes that he does but i just love that obviously in the height of the pandemic while they were making this game they saw that he'd gone viral and stuff and they're like hey we need to give this guy a call and get him in the game and it's just all it is is a random encounter. He sings that beautiful song, and then he's just like, "Hope you like my song. Bye now." And it just disappears, and he's gone. And I'm assuming <laughs> gone forever, and that's it. And it's just things like that, like you say, those random encounters. Just there's so many, and I'm sure I, I am. I am convinced, as I said earlier, that there is stuff in this game that isn't even accessible yet, and will trigger, and they'll just add stuff via updates. But you know, and I do want to also in future. I want us to really dissect some specific quest lines and quests but before we like move on to some other stuff i have to say like aside from the fact that if you know we're talking about highlights i love the main quest i think it's the best main quest they've ever done and again we can talk more about that in future yeah um for for me the uh so the vanguard quest line i know you said that kind of ended and it does but while i was playing that like that might be aside from the crimson fleet one it might be the most combat heavy quest line because of what's involved yeah. with with the terramorphs and the aliens like the, probably one of the reasons why i loved it so much. yeah it <laughs> is unbelievable like that quest line is a game in itself it felt to me like i called it like the sequel to alien isolation that we never got yeah. and it darts around from you know 
some of the scariest, tensest moments of the game to great combat and then having to make the decision about stuff like that. It's a mild spoiler there. I will do an insert at the start of this episode, I think, to people to say no extreme spoilers. But People know yeah. about the Terror Morphs yeah. now uh, at um, this point, kind of like the Mantis ship. Yeah, but that quest line, I just came away from that and I was like, this is 10 out of 10 unbelievable so much action i love the story for me as a huge fan of sci-fi and then alien and that that universe yeah. and aliens it's like you were playing a game in that universe and the uh the combat in this game is obviously some of the nicest bethesda have ever done like it feels in line with any kind of first person shooter with we all know like fallout's combat is fine it's not really the main selling point of the game here it's like yeah it feels like uh any other decent first-person shooter out there super tight super weighty and it made that quest line just all the more enjoyable and everything oh. i just kind of discovered along the way was like yeah this feels like i'm playing a movie this feels but in a good way and i, I come away from starfield like loving that main quest and like i say there's so many highlights with characters and weapons and we could just talk for hours but yeah, that Vanguard quest line, I think, might be my favorite thread in the game. Um, although, I'll also give them uh, credit for the intro, um, like the the uh, tutorial. Um, yeah, because there's like they basically uh, reference the entire, like all the different storylines in the game in that tutorial. Like, um, they'll like you you're walking through the this facility where the crimson uh, fleet is because you get attacked by the crimson fleet and they're watching a video like a security video where that station had been attacked by terramorphs yeah um and then you're also running around with constellation members so they're like like all of the different stories are referenced in that tutorial and you're reading those data slates as well where it talks about what's happening yeah i think i talked about that on the first impressions episode like and this is what i mean when i say the game hooked me straight away because that's like some of the first stuff you do in the first like hour or so and i was like this is so good i need i want to know more i you know i want to get involved with this and what are these terramorphs what are these creatures what happened to these people and yeah it's just so so good and yeah we, we we've we are definitely at the beginning of our journey with this game and this podcast as well and i just but i had yeah. to shout out the vanguard and for a quest line which when i because i kind of started it and then parked it and came back and i started i was like this sounds kind of boring it's basically like the nate it's like they're like the navy aren't they the uc vanguard that's right um and well, yeah. no, so Sistef are like the navy and then vanguard Sistef, yeah, the marines yeah the, 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 yeah the yeah, th th I do get some of them confused sometimes, but um, the because um, also the other thing I mentioned on first impressions, which I did had done by that point, was that museum, going through the museum, seeing the history, seeing the law, like pressing the buttons at every station and hearing what happened in the past, hearing about it's almost it gives you all these touchstones for the history of the law of the game, and that's some of the best like law dumping if you like i think i've yeah. ever seen in a game and then for that quest line to follow because obviously the first time you really see the terramorph unless you've been out gallivanting away is like the big 
statue of it in the museum yeah and so you see that and it's like which that is completely optional too just going through the museum but i highly recommend yeah that anybody who hasn't oh, done that go through there 100 it's so good and yeah i came out at the end of that quest line loving it so much and i'll be talking about my highlights forever but I, I yeah i had to shout that out and uh yeah just just so so good what what do you think is your favorite quest line you've done so far if you had to pick one um oh man uh well i'm definitely enjoying the crimson fleet right now yeah uh, that has been great uh, vanguard like you said um like all of them for different reasons they're all different yeah yeah like with with constellation you're it's sending you out and you're exploring a lot of different places um speaking of which how many places on earth have you visited at this only point? only two so i've been to okay. the shard you know what it was supposed to be the shard of london and i found the mars rover <laughs> which is so kind of like sad and where's the mars rover so when you do i guess uh so it's part of the main quest you basically go oh, to a place okay. that says then go i won't spoil it and it says go find the mars rover on uh, oh no sorry i'm getting confused yeah, yeah so the mars rovers on mars it's because I'm thinking of okay. it as one one system, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so no, um, on Earth I've just been to the Shard, and then yeah, of course. What am I talking about? And then on Mars, I found the Mars Rover. There is a point. I think yeah, there is a point in the main quest where they send you to Earth. Um, I, like it was at Houston, like the NASA thing. I am getting to a point where they want me to go to Earth. Oh no, no so um, that that is it. That's what I'm getting confused with. Yeah, because that's where I went, and that is well what told me to find the mars rover so yeah i've been to been to that nasa base and then i've been to the shard so yeah if you if you go to the bookstore in aquila city there are two different books you can buy there's oliver twist which is what sends you to london yep and then there's one about egypt that will send you to cairo i I know that's the one i haven't got and i have had it Um, so i've i've heard that you can go there and i've tried to be like no i'm gonna see it for myself i'm gonna get there for myself and then um mild spoilers but with the vanguard or not the vanguard but the freestar collective uh story you deal with ron hope uh voiced by wes johnson yeah and on his desk is a book of his family history and that i believe sends you to la Oh man, okay, uh, but, I missed that. Um, you have to steal the book, and I did get fined for stealing the book. <laughs> um, there's another one that I've been to. I've been to four different places, and I can't for the life of me remember. Oh, um, what the other one is? Uh, that's gonna bother me. But yeah, I think I've been to, to four different places. But I was also told, like, I know some people who who've been to Hong Kong. Like, some of these books are really uh, hard to get a hold of. Yeah, but I've yeah. heard that you can also get the little uh, side quest just by hearing people talk about these places. Mm. So like, I, I know uh, St. Louis is another one. There's Shanghai. There's, um, I want to say there's a place in China you can visit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's, of course, there's also the Empire State Building um, in New York. But a lot of these places I haven't even gone to. I want to. Um, and I don't want to just like, plop down on a place on earth and try and explore because that yeah. um that's probably not really feasible <laughs> i'm not even sure like... if that's how it will work because of the way the game runs yeah. when you land on planets like it generates it for obviously when you land so you may have to discover these kind of waypoints first via the books and yeah. talk conversations before those places even exist so um, yeah 
I do like the procedural generation though. Like yeah. you, you plop down on a place yep. and then you can see a lot of places like, Oh, yep. uh, use your scanner. Oh, there's a natural structure in the distance. Mm-hmm. Let me go visit that. Or, oh, there's an abandoned facility. Cool. Um, and then you get points for that too, for yep. discovering these places. But like uh, I said, you, I just chuck on a podcast and go exploring. You find some weird creatures as well. Like, yeah. And yeah. And it's, yeah, I, I love that get, stuff xp and then money mm-hmm. eventually for selling the data for all this stuff yep. so yeah which a lot better way of making money than stealing a ship and maybe getting two or three grand for yeah. it yeah. after registration fees and everything else yeah although if you if you register it with your personal builder and sell it that way you don't lose anything like you actually get all of the money for registering it back um and then some yeah so i think we're gonna have to do some episodes where we do like because again, like I said at the start, where do we even start with this game? Because it feels difficult. Yeah. It does feel difficult to talk about. And I kept thinking, you know, the, the longer we got away from launch, and I knew we were eventually going to have this kind of sit down discussion. I wasn't really making notes and stuff. And I was just kind of like, am I, what am I going to remember? What am I going to, what's going to, yeah. what am I going to forget? There's so much. So I know in future we're going to, ha- you could just do like, we could just do, yeah. Top five planets, top five places on Earth and stuff, because there's so much to talk about. Or top five randomly generated encounters. Like, it's insane, this game, to be honest with you. And, yeah. We can go for another year if we wanted to. Yeah. Just uh, with what we've done so far. I do got to ask, though, have you, is there a quest line that goes along with the Varun group? Nope. So this is what I was going to get to. Uh, I know towards the end we're going to talk about maybe sort of future thoughts and stuff but um because i said before the game came out that they sounded really interesting and then mm-hmm. i through oh god their ships are like really cool looking. yeah and obviously there's references to them and stuff is very subtle and then through andreja's quest line is about as close to them as you get and okay. yeah i mean and again i unless there's something i'm missing but so as far as i'm aware they are still kind of hidden away and my feeling is that's being saved for the dlc i mean i i I can only imagine that's what's coming for the dlc you also briefly deal with their leader in the main quest i'm not going to get into that but um you do have to talk to them at least a little bit um yeah i spoke to basically another member or another couple of members of them but like where they it's talked about like where their planet is and where their base is it's like it, you don't know you you don't find out basically or at least i haven't found out it's the only way to find out is through like hidden messages messengers and stuff like that and andresia's like okay. not welcome back there as well she's kind of been outcast okay. so yeah i'm super I interested yeah i'm super interested to find out more and i believe i mean th- there has to be more coming they're, they, they're such an omnipresent thing and they feel as relevant as the other factions but yet they have such a minor role in what starfield is at the moment so i do think they'll be coming with the dlc by getting the premium edition you do get access to they've already announced what one of the dlc is what is it shattered space or something yeah like shattered that. space yeah and um, so i'm looking forward to that we don't know when that's coming but I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, I, I have some ideas on what that could be. But, um, I mean, we can get into that now or we can get into that. Maybe let's save that for the future stuff. Okay. So, um, I mean, what what um, what do you think you would like to see maybe improved? Um, 
I, I don't really have much as far as that goes. It's so like um, it's I, and I don't want to sound nitpicky, but I think honestly, it's just all the obvious stuff that I feel like everybody is saying, which is some of the menus are a bit fiddly, like the shipbuilding <laughs> moving around and kind of orientating yourself is a bit fiddly. You have to really kind of get used to it and it doesn't fully explain how to do this stuff. Um, it um initially navigating was a bit of an issue for me but then once you kind of figure out the shortcuts of that with like you don't really have to set your own course and stuff the game will do everything for you and you can just fast travel really easily so that's all fine but things like the local maps we and they've said they're coming yeah. like it was my first thing with the game i was like hang on oh is this you could you get the blue screen and stuff from the geography i can't there? tell you how long i spent just trying to find where the bar is well ex in, exactly in Atlantis. exactly and i yeah. thought and then when I'm like I, okay it's right there off the spaceport i'm an idiot when i was first <laughs> playing i was like oh this will open up once i explore the city kind of like it does in other games i was like and maybe once you've explored the city then the map will be there no that doesn't happen so for me that is definitely that was kind of like the only real part of the game that felt unfinished and i asked for that kind of at the very beginning and they've said that now that that's coming um also the way food is utilized is almost completely pointless um and in a couple of ways because for it to have any kind of decent effect the food in the game you have to really research and upgrade and make it you know kind of big meals yeah. which is such a task in itself but there's so much food everywhere and you find yourself picking it up and then it's kind of pointless in your inventory and you can't just eat it off the table to gain the health thing that so they're gonna add supposed to be part of the update yeah, yeah they're gonna add yeah. an eat button so like i say for me the tweaking is the stuff that i think they're, they're aware of it's the local maps it's the eat button it's some minor performance issues and like i say i've not really had performance issues but i've been kind of on the same page with everybody where i've not had bugs i've not had anything that's really destroyed my game but it's these little things that you can tell this game is so expansive that navigating around these menus is tricky um people have criticized the kind of onboarding of the game and i do want to say one thing i mean i've already said it didn't take me long to get into it it hooked me but something, another thing that Todd Howard said on this podcast that he's done last week or a few days ago is he said, um, he cut, he basically outright said, and I'm paraphrasing, that they know that there's a lack of tutorials in the game and it's on purpose because they wanted people, and it could just they want be... want people him, to immerse themselves yeah, in it. They get that. It could just be him making excuses, but he specifically said... What we want to happen is we want you to discover this for yourself. We want you to spend more time with the game. I mean, of course they do. And he said, we want you to speak to people. And he said, I've seen this happening. People have saying, Which hey, did you, know, I had to do. do you know yeah. you could do this? And did you know you could do that? And share your experiences. So it's a kind of, it's a risky way to do it because you are going to turn some people off. But I think the people who are used to Bethesda games get it. And they're getting what they want. And it's yeah. hard to complain about that stuff. So I... I can't really there's loads of ways you can improve it you know graphically yeah. everything like that we talk about that all day and we know stuff extra stuff will come you know more stuff for the outposts more stuff for shipbuilding and stuff like that new ways to do things mods are going to bring a whole lot of stuff in as well but, but for <laughs> yeah, me it's just it's just like looking at what we've got to see and we're going to touch on this I think before we wrap up today but yes to see 
for me, it's nitpicky stuff that is so minor compared to the how good the experience is. So yeah, I would love some local maps. I'd love some faster way to move around menus. I think we need some color coding in the inventory a little bit more. It's almost too clean. I don't like how the new items, and again, this is, I feel stupid because it is just nitpicking. So if you pick up a bunch of new items, it, you get the new items thing. Like, remember we mm. when that got added to Fallout yeah, 76, we were like, finally, we've been calling for this yeah. for years. Starfield has that, but as soon as you enter that new items list, it's then gone. So you might quickly see something and then go out and then you go back to your inventory and that's gone. Whereas in Fallout 76, your new items stays there for a while. And I guess what is counted as new items is on a timer or something. But so, yeah, that needs to be there. It's just minor little picky stuff like that, which, to be honest, I've navigated myself around with my play this many hours in. It just doesn't bother me. But I could see from an objective kind of view how that stuff is going to maybe turn some people off. But it's so minor, man. Like, it's just these little kind of tweaks here and there. I get what they were going for with the no um, maps thing. Because, um, you know, I've, I've played the shit out of Marwind. The no maps I don't get. No tutorials I get, but no maps I'm like, what? (laughs) He wants you to just go and explore and immerse yourself in these places, which, you know, I I, I get that. And he said that mini maps can be distracting from that because you're just constantly looking at the mini map trying Mm -hmm. to get where you're going, not actually looking at the environment. Yeah. Um, So I get that. And like I said, I, I played a ton of Morrowind, but even with Morrowind, they kind of had a mini map. Um, you, like you had to go into your menus to get to it, but they also had um, like street signs. It's like okay, you you go this direction for a while, and then you'll get to this city. Yeah. They don't have that with like it, like take New Atlantis. Like you get off the the spaceport, like you get off your ship, and you're in the spaceport. There should be kind of like if you go to a mall, they'll have like a mall map right there. Like yeah. okay, well in this part of the building is you know, the, the shoe store or whatever. They don't have that. Like, I, I would at least appreciate that. You want to know where um, the where traders are and like, stuff like that when you want to sell yeah. things and buy things. And it's a lot to remember. It's not like this is one city where you're constantly going yeah. around. There's lots of places in this games, And yeah, and you need to know... You, I get the immersion side, but sometimes I'm like, I just want to know where the shop is. <laughs> like I said, I, I bought the shack that you get in the well. And, you know, I, 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 there's a, when, when you first get it, it's kind of like when you get a house in oblivion where they're like, okay, go visit your new house. Here's where it is. Like there's a, 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 a compass that'll take you there, like a, a quest marker for it. After that, uh, like I left and then I came back. I could not find where the hell this place was. <laughs> and I spent probably a half hour cause I didn't want to look up anything for this game. I wanted to experience it for myself. Um, I mean, granted, I did what they wanted us to do and asked for help uh, from my friends mm. with ship and outpost building. But I could not for the life of me find where this damn place was. And, it, and so I had to look up a map on how to get there. And the thing was, one of the things that made it challenging was it wasn't even on the ground floor in the well. <laughs> like It was like up a level or two. So it's like, okay, well, you have to find this landmark in the well, and then it's like right next to that on the second level. Okay. Um, <laughs> like Mercury Tower is easy to find. You just go to the residential <laughs> district, and there, there it is right there. But, yeah, the well is, oh, my God. 
Um, I mean, you. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. You do kind of find your way around places uh, just by running around. Eventually, like okay, you I, do. I know where I'm at now, but you do. Still, I, like I, I think for me, you and I, like it's fine. But again, I can see where that's going to be difficult for some people because it's like it's stuff that we're all so used to. And I get the boldness of it, of them saying this is, you know, to make it real. Sometimes, you know, there's that, it's kind of like a cliche. Like we want, we don't want our video games to be too real because if they're too real, they're just not fun. And you want it to always stay fun. And at least, I mean, give an option, you know, this kind of like, you know, turn the maps off then if you want, if you want to actually look on foot and where you are. But yeah, I it, it was a shock to the system for me. I was like, really? Like, it's not just telling me where the shop is and where this, that, and it. it's, yeah, one of the main things. And you do remember, oh. you do get used to it, and you okay, I, I know where I need to go. But you're always discovering new places as well. So, yeah, it's it's, the, it's a funny one. The other thing that I, I kind of wish that they would do, and this is kind of minor, is... Um, the photo mode in this game is essentially what it is with um, Fallout 76. Yep. Just not as much. like mm-hmm. No facial um, expressions, which is annoying. No facial expressions. Yeah. The There's only, like, what, five or six different poses? Yeah. Like, And granted, they're all different yeah. from what it is in 76. But um, we've been, I mean, 76 has been out for nearly five years now and they've constantly been adding to it. So from my understanding, like it, it's, um, what led to a lot of these things in fallout 76. Like it's like an early version of mm. what the photo mode is in fallout 76. Cause okay. they've been working on this game for what? As long as fallout 76, many, if not longer. Least, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I definitely would appreciate more yeah. options in the photo mode. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um, it can be. Like, I think the frames are really good and stuff like that as well. Like, because I use the photo mode yeah. a lot, and but you're right, it's well, kind I'm of constantly like constantly taking pictures in the game. Yeah, yeah. you want to take one of your character, and they just have like the gormless dead expression on their face. It's like, oh, okay, I'd like to have <laughs> right. something there if possible. And sometimes in the early days, I don't know if you've got this, there was a constant photo mode bug where your character's eyes would be closed, and I would get that all the time. Oh yeah, I yeah. think Lawrence from the Modus Files mentioned that. Yeah. So I talked about my playthrough being relatively bug free. Like I, I had stuff like this, which, you know, it, but it didn't hampen my, it didn't stop me from playing. It didn't really dampen my experience. It was just minor stuff. And you can tell, um, another thing Todd said is they basically finished the game, making the game last December and they've been polishing since then. But he also said, he's yeah. like, we know that it's going to throw up more stuff and they just prioritize certain things and stuff like this. And I think the fact Bethesda is with under the Xbox umbrella now, because like before with Skyrim and stuff like that, it's like there was shit broken in that forever and stuff that Mm -hmm. has never been fixed. I think now Xbox are like, no, you need to patch this game. <laughs> Cause they're like, this is our fl- one of our flagship series and we can't have people saying, why is there no maps in the game three years later? So get some maps in the game. So I appreciate they had a lot of polishing to do and a lot of testing to, to do. And it's, and it, it's been said already by people, this is Bethesda's most polished game. It is w- mm-hmm. without question. Yeah. Like you, you see people online trying to, post little bugs and stuff oh yeah most polished game right what about this stupid moment it's like 
It's nothing game breaking. No, though, and it's in, like it's, I, I posted a video of this where I was doing this one quest where you had to kill a bunch of people, and I get over to where this like area was that had a stairwell, mm. and there was a like I'm looking around because it said there was a guy in the area, and there was a guy who looked like he was straddling the handrail, and like, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, there he is. So I start shooting him in the ass, and he just slides along the stair like the handrail into the wall, like yeah. through the wall. Like, I um, what? I also what think I also think about something you said before, or maybe said a couple of times, and you're completely right. Which is, we're kind of used to these things, and I think you said it about Cyberpunk in particular, where like, yeah, you got a few bugs in Cyberpunk, but you're like, I'm a Bethesda games fan, like, yeah. I this is nothing to me, and you're right because the debt like. The day before, or a couple of days before, stuff just funny. A couple, they are. I was gonna, and I'm gonna get to that because a couple of days before Starfield, I was playing 76, and yeah, you get the characters just sliding across the floor and stuff, and I think that so goes over my head now. And whether it should or not is up for debate. But I know that there will be some people that will be like, "What the fuck is this game? Like, this is this <laughs> character sliding along the floor, and it's just like." This is the trade-off with the Bethesda games, like because you can do so much stuff in these games that you can't do in other games. I forgive the odd little bug here and yeah. there, and there is nothing game-breaking. And you know, I've been fortunate that my Starfield playthrough playthrough has been essentially flawless. And now I've said that, I'm probably going <laughs> to lose my save or something. So touch wood, that doesn't happen. Well, but, and but um, if, if if this was a multiplayer game, there are things that will show up on one person's screen that won't show up in others. Like um, I was playing 76 with Kaiju kittens and we did spin the wheel. And the, the, like one of the boss uh, levels for that was a sheep squatch and she got hit by the sheep squatch and she goes down on her knees, but she wasn't dead. Like she just went down on her knees on my screen. So we're, you know, the, the event finishes, mm. we're going selling stuff and everything. And I'm, I'm just standing there looking at her and she's just on her knees like she's downed. And I'm like, I give the little confused emote. And she's like, she just waves at me like, hi, what, you know, what's going on? And then I, I messaged her. I'm like, yeah, you look downed on my screen. I took a picture of it, sent her to her. And she's like, that is hilarious. Or like when you're, you're playing Redfall with a group and you fast travel to like your base and everybody's out, got their arms outstretched the like okay give me a hug yeah <laughs> um, um but it'll happen on one person's screen but not the other yeah so imagine if this was a multiplayer game just like exactly kind of stuff that would happen yeah because the online games that's a whole different boat but you also just said another thing which is completely right is it's funny like i yeah. don't like so think about something think about like Okay, there's a few examples. Like, think about the viral clip of Vasco interrupting the conversation and punching the cat. Like, <laughs> yeah. I do not want that patched out of the game. That is incredible. And it adds to the experience. It adds to the magic of these games. I kind of like... I've heard people describe this Bethesda stuff as, like, Westworldian, where it's like, yeah, yeah it's very video gamey. It's kind of weird and creepy. But that's actually part of the charm of it. And... It's right. Like when you're having the conversations and the camera zoomed in on their face and in the background, there's like another NPC just like leaning over or something like that. And they're all <laughs> they're all staring at you like I haven't seen the thing where everybody's got the bug eyes 
Have you? I th- I, so the, what brings that on is when you're like lower than them. Because I was watching a thing. I think it was a digital foundry thing where they said the reason this happens is because the eyes track you. And so if you crouch down lower than the NPCs, they sort of their eyes move, but oh, the faces don't go okay. with it. And this is just a product <laughs> of the engine. So you can kind of manipulate that. But you're completely right. It's funny and funny in the way where it's not. It doesn't ruin my immersion. I know no. I'm playing a game like this. I it, it's yeah. As long as my save still works and I can prog- I can progress fine. I will take these fun bugs and I just think it's the game that keeps on giving with this stuff. And I absolutely Ooh. adore it through all of its kind of um, you know uh, warts and all. You know that's the phrase. It's just I <laughs> I get you want it to be a smooth experience and I want those mini maps and stuff, but. I don't want I don't want this to play like you know some of the other games out there and I'm not going to reference them because I want that Bethesda experience that's the magic mm. from the characters that you don't get anywhere else the interactions the fact that I can I showed um you know it's the classic clip from Skyrim where you put a pot on someone's head and people have done it in Starfield and I showed Jess I've seen that yeah showed Jess my wife I was like look look at this game if you want to steal this money all you got to do is put the pot on the guy's head and it's just like you can't do that in other games, and that is where... Who would think that would actually work? Yeah, like, you know. that is where you have to... That is the trade-off, as I've said. All these little nitpicks that we have and things we want to fix. There's too much good stuff well, in here. It brings a magic that you just don't get anywhere else. So, And they've come out and said that they are going to be supporting this game and updating it yeah. for years yeah. to come. More than so any game they've would, done. Yeah. yeah, anything that would possibly uh, negatively affect your experience there i'm sure they'll they'll fix yeah i'm very interested to see like i say where we are in a year's time from now and two years time because i think by far and away bethesda are kind of infamous for kind of putting the game out and just leaving it with very much and fallout 76 aside and you know elder scrolls online aside because they're online live service games are different i'm talking Mm -hmm. about skyrim oblivion fallout 4 single player yeah most of the time it's just like here it is, and they do tiny little patches of nothing. Quests stay broken forever <laughs> and things like that. And it's just, you know, Fallout 4, really, if they wanted to, they could have overhauled the dialogue system, which was a huge complaint from people. They could have done that. They could have updated it. And, you know, Cyberpunk has just completely overhauled so many of its mechanics to make the game better. Bethesda could have done that with Fallout 4. They didn't. They just leave it, and they left it to modders. Again, for good or bad... But I don't think that's going to be the case with Starfield. I'm very curious to see how the game we're playing now compares to a year's time because I think a lot's going to change. And maybe not all of it's going to be stuff that I want to change, but I think we are looking at the beginning of a game that's going to be around. It's not a live service game, but they're going to treat it like a game that people are going to be playing for a long time. And they're going to add DLC. Phil Spencer talked about Mm -hmm. it as well. He's like, how do we justify this game asking people to play this game and to invest in this game and that is by continually updating it and adding content so yeah i can't wait to see what what's coming really and i mean there's a lot there to begin with i mean this game size wise uh, <laughs> download size is just as big as the live service games yeah which is incredible to think about because most of their single player games are at, like maybe not even half the size of this yeah but that's because there's there's so much that you can do with this that you can like you people spend like entire game sessions like just shipping outposts. But I know I have where you can spend just 
four or five hours just building an outpost or shit. Like it, it's crazy. My character, like I know people who spent two or three hours just building their character. In the game. <laughs> yeah. I spent maybe 15, 20 minutes yeah. with that. Man, it's, and I've said this to you before as well, how the way I play games, as I've kind of alluded to is often in the evening after work, you know, I'm kind of tired as it is already. And so the fact that I can just switch on and just doss around in my outpost and doss around on a planet, I am, you know, I haven't bought this game. I paid for the upgrade. I've got it on Game Pass, uh, yes. but I'm like, I will. I'm like, yeah. I can buy this game and I have got my money's worth 10 times mm. over. Like this yeah. is a package and, you know, something else I know we've kind of hinted at that we are going to touch on is just because we need to wrap up soon because I need to get ready. Um, we've been going <laughs> and going. Right. We're going to, I think everybody listening needs to know that like we're going to be doing so much more episodes, you know, just think of all the lore we can dive into and stuff. And you and I occupy this, this neat little corner of these Bethesda games with our podcasts, but we just love talking about them. And I love that I get to talk to you about them because you know my wife's not really interested i have friends who game it's funny Mine doesn't play games at all no and uh my (laughs) all my other kind of you know online friends i guess like first aid spray and stuff like no one from first aid spray is interested in starfield apart from maybe my buddy james but he's only just started playing and he's not really into it as me most of them are playstation players they have no way of investing in it anyway So I don't Unless have. Unless they get a PC, they can run it. Yeah, so. I don't have many people to chat with about it, which is why I, I, I like doing this show, and we're going to talk more about it in future. But um, yeah, I was just going to say, like everything I'm getting value for money wise is insanely way above my expectations. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more than I want, but there's still just been like a weird air about this game. I mean, I guess this is what happens when you're the flavor of the month or whatever Starfield is. I mean, that's I'm not trying to demean it by saying that, but there's a lot of people that are calling this game terrible. And I don't know what you think about I that. Yeah, I don't get that either. <laughs> like, um, I, because I, it, it, it came out recently that uh, Starfield is ranked lower than 76. Those systems are broken, um, man. And that's the proof right there. Yeah, and I, 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 for the life of me, can't understand that. Because if you've spent any time in this game, how can you not just get absolutely hooked immediately? Like, um, it's just, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. And it, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm just more forgiving than a lot of people, because I enjoy playing Redfall. Um, granted, yeah. after playing with Charo, Jess, and Nuclear Mushroom, like I don't think I could go back to playing yeah. solo. Yeah. But I just, I, it, it's so trendy to bandwagon shit on something, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's just the the way society is these days, where it's just like you have to find something to complain about with everything. People sharing clips of like, hey, this is what it looks like when you shoot in the water in Cyberpunk. And this is what it looks like when you shoot in the water on Starfield. Look how terrible Starfield is. I just see that stuff and I'm just like, are you fucking serious? Like, is this... Try shooting somebody in the pack and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's just all this out of context nonsense. And, you know, I did also say on the first impressions episode, Bethesda games are not for everyone. They're not because they are weird. No. They are completely weird and quirky. But I... And I know the difference between knowing something that isn't for me and then just outright 
being bad faith and trashing it and saying look at this terrible game this is not a terrible game it's objectively not everybody likes sci-fi to be fair some people couldn't give a shit about sci-fi and i think it's i have never seen there's a lot of discourse online constantly with gaming i've never seen anything to this level with starfield you know the people that are buying it just to leave bad reviews as well on steam it's like this is a real problem in gaming because you know and i think the people at xbox and bethesda are smart enough that they get it and they know what's going on but other studios and other games can't weather this kind of storm and studios get shut down games don't get greenlit off the back of oh well that's rated 70 whatever on metacritic no one's interested in your game it's like no it's just idiots like you know um, review bombing and stuff the review scores are becoming meaningless because I like to think of myself as someone with I have my niche tastes but I'm and it's gonna make me sound arrogant I'm kind of I'm educated in this kind of stuff because I you know went when I went to I remember when I went to uni and college and uni for film studies I very quickly learned that a load of the things I love are really shit <laughs> because <laughs> they talk to you about meaning and all this kind of stuff and narrative and story and characters and i was just like it showed things that i've loved my entire life in new light i was like oh yeah that thing i love is probably not that movie was probably terrible but i still love the movie and i can have that self-awareness and i can say i love that that's got a special place for me but i get why some people wouldn't like it with starfield it's, it's like i get if these games are not to your taste but to call this a bad game i'm sorry i just gotta say i mean your it's a bad faith take it really really is and it's kind of upsetting to see because i love the game and of course i'm gonna i don't take offense to it but it's just disheartening because all these games can exist together and to compare them is just kind of you know comparison is a thief thief of joy as we know and people are doing themselves a disservice they're doing the game a disservice i love this game i get why some it's not for some people but if you're out there just shitting on it for no reason, I think you need to get real, to be honest. Well, it's like how many movies were just completely bombed in theaters and then became cult classics later on yep. with like uh, movies, like DVD, VHS sales, mm-hmm. things like that. I remember, so um, The Thing, the movie The Thing, one of the greatest horror movies of all time by John Carpenter, was called like a disgrace to cinema when it came out by critics and now it's like accepted this is one of the greatest movies ever made <laughs> yeah well and you I mean with with 76 for example like that had a, actually better example would be new, new vegas it had a super rocky launch and still has some issues but it's you know, of course, it's revered. The, it's so, so, like social media would say is the best Fallout game out there. Yeah, um, I don't know how much I agree with that these sure. days, but it, it's still a very great, you know, fantastic game. It's just not my favorite. And you know, and seventy six and Cyberpunk, both of them had a fairly rocky launch and were shit all over you know social media and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But people who have played them more recently it was like okay actually this is a pretty damn good game i liked both from the beginning um mm. granted i wasn't able to play for play 76 until about a year in but i loved cyberpunk from the beginning yeah it wasn't perfect and i had some bugs but nothing that was game breaking and um but you know something like this yeah it, it it's it had a like the best 
watch that you can hope for. And people... Guys, the console wars are not a thing. It's complete, actual, actual, fabricated bullshit. Like... I mean, just just take the interview with Todd Howard and the guy from Insomniac. Yep. Like, the the these studios are not competing with each other. It's just it's more stuff to enjoy. Like, Emil Pagliarulo, his name's not the easiest to say, um, <laughs> has posted on social media showing that he's playing games from other companies and studios, and you know people. Mm-hmm. You know that you know, PlayStation exclusives. Like he was talking about how much he loves Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, it's like that with um, any media. Like our what we do, we we've mentioned this on tapes and waste. We don't look at other shows as competition. Nope. Like there are friends. Like and then it, it's like that with the video games industry as well. Like a lot of these people know each other and respect each other. And look to them not as competition, but maybe inspiration. Like you, you look at Starfield and you see takes from like all different, you know, types of uh, pop culture, not just video games, but all pop culture in general. So just stop trying to flame something that isn't there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I just don't know why just, you... Just let people enjoy what they want. Yeah. Like... I just don't know why you'd waste your time. You know, the only competition that exists is like, there's like economic competition with the corporate people at the top and no one gives a shit about them. I don't care about them. <laughs> the people making the games don't care. They hate them. They hate that they've got to meet these targets and stuff like that. Yeah. The people making the games are not involved in that and they they just want to make great games and this is a great game here that we have and and i yeah. don't you know i will be critical of a corporation and anti-consumer behavior all day but i'm not going to sit here and say like when spider like i don't have a ps5 i really want to play the spider-man games i'd love it, to play that when game, it yeah. comes out i'm not going to go oh yeah it doesn't look as good as starfield though what do i gain by saying that stuff i gain nothing and unless you're kind of like completely different genres yeah, yeah. you're just like engage just farming for rage engagement and stuff as people do on twitter so yeah and i didn't want to bring the show down too much but i just think it's been a part of the launch month in a big way it's kind of inescapable and you mentioned the score stuff on steam and it's just like that's kind of proof as you need all the proof you need that these review systems are broken and kind of nonsense because yeah this is a great game and i think it's objectively a great game and for me personally in a bias sense it's this could end up being my favorite bethesda game it could. A lot we're, of people have said that. Yeah, we're early days. We are absolutely early days, and it's competing against probably. I think Fallout Three is my favorite. I think for lots of reasons, um, and we're comparing now. I know, but it's just for the sake of this conversation. But yeah, I could see so much joy in this game, so much magic, and I'm just so kind of excited for what's to come. And yeah, the the hate online, it drives me insane. I try not to let it bother me, but you know, it, it does. It does bother me because I just yeah. think... And, I, and I, I don't really spend my time on Twitter venting about it. That's why I'm kind of using this opportunity to say to you, it really drives me insane. I just wish people would... If they, they don't like something, just move on with your life. Focus on what you do like because... Um, yeah it's causing nothing but bad it's taking up too much time on my own podcast here you know so i don't want it to be that way 
Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. Um, just, just let people enjoy what they like. Um, just because, you know, we've said this on Tapes from the Waste plenty of times where it's like it, it may not be for you. It may not be to your liking, but it, that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. No. Um, so if, if people are enjoying the game, just let them enjoy the damn game. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, they're not asking for your input. Unless they specifically say, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Hmm. Not just like, "Oh, hey, I'm playing, uh, you know, Redfall or Starfield." Oh my god, that game's horrible! How can you play that? <laughs> uh, like you said, a lot of people are just doing it for clickbait. I yeah. think, um, or trying to be controversial. Controversy doesn't always create cash, no, um, no matter what Eric Bischoff says. No, and I think um, you always end up you kind of always get end up getting found out with your bad faith takes and stuff like that. It'll always come back to haunt you. So just be authentic. And yeah, if you don't like something, by all means, people are free to criticize. I'm not saying people can't no. dislike something, but you can tell it's the just, difference between criticism and just being a dick. <laughs> so. It's like what they say about assuming things. Like, Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's yeah. very true. Yeah. So... Well, cool. Um, like I, like I, we could probably go on for another three hours if yeah, we man. wanted to. More shows um, ahead, definitely. I, yeah, I think what I said at the beginning, um, and I've said this uh, before, but I think I said this at the beginning of the episode is uh, what my feelings are. It's like when I, you know, I'm I'm playing this game till probably two or three in the morning every single night, and when I'm not playing this game. I am thinking about this game, like planning what I'm going to be doing next. And I think that's probably the highest praise that I could give to anything really. It's like when I'm not playing it, I wish I was. And I'm, you know, planning what I'm going to be doing next in it. So um, I'm I'm sure it's the same with you. Yeah. I don't think there's so many games out there. I absolutely love and games that are dear to my heart and games that I would call masterpieces and stuff. I can't think of a game where I felt this way and I was like I know the game isn't perfect but Mm -hmm. I still want to play it all the time like there's something there Skyrim was the first game like that yeah like the last game like that like I've had it but it's just like not for a long time and not to this level and I think coming into this game with my shall I say veteran experience of Skyrim and Fallout and Bethesda just makes the experience for me all the more worthwhile and i'm not i'm not trying to sound gatekeepy there like i don't mean that what i mean is i think of it how um when i first played elden ring i really struggled and i kind of had a love-hate relationship with it but once i had completed the other dark souls games and then went back to elden ring i had a better experience with elden ring and it's the same here so i've come into this despite all the new systems it's got it's like okay i've got all the corner stones of the other bethesda games i know what i'm doing here and i'm able to go in with like a blank slate and i'm I'm armed and ready to experience what it's giving me in the best kind of way. And I think that's why I think about it more than I have any of the other games and why I want to play it more. The fact that I've got over four days playtime in a game within the first month of it coming out, that hasn't happened probably in my life, I don't think. It just doesn't happen. I know there's people out there that play hundreds of hours in the first two weeks. I don't have that luxury. (laughs) If If I have some spare time this month... I have been playing Starfield. That's it. Yeah. I've not been doing anything else. And maybe an hour or two on another game. So after my kids to bed, after the family's done, after the work's done, Starfield. And mm-hmm. yeah, 
so excited about what's to come for the future yeah well and um definitely want to get some guests on at some point like uh yeah kind of like what we did with tapes and ways like maybe we can have uh, a builder friend come on and talk to us about uh ship route plus building somebody that's got, that's got a little bit more experience than i do like i once i got my first taste of shipbuilding, like i was definitely addicted to that as well but i would love to have um some community members to come on at some point and uh, we can chat for a bit about it um doesn't have to just be building like anything that they find interesting yeah um, but yeah there's so much more that we can go into but we definitely probably should wrap up for the day wrap up this um, puppy yeah we'll save uh, yes, another four um, hour building epic episode for another day because <laughs> that's what it's gonna yeah. be you know it's just oh my god yeah yeah i'm excited man well, but that, that again that just shows you how deep this game is like you can spend like countless hours just doing things that don't have anything to do with questing at <laughs> yeah, all yeah yeah so all right cool well um let's go ahead and get into where uh people can find us so where, where can people find you so i am currently for now still on twitter God knows for how much longer. I mean, the place is a bit of a dumpster fire right now. So you can follow me at, at K underscore D underscore B underscore. And I'll often, as listeners to other shows will know, I just share my links to my other shows too. We haven't done a tapes for a while, but we will. We'll get back to it. And first aid spray, Gears Intel. So yeah, come and follow me on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really anywhere. I am on Instagram, but that's private. So yeah, you can find me on there. And come and follow the show, obviously, the Starfield mm-hmm. show on Twitter. Yep. And uh, with me, you know, um, I'm on Twitter and Blue Sky, uh, Ian Gold08. And then I've got my other shows. Uh, we, we mentioned tapes, uh, Tamarillic Adventures. That's, uh, need to do another one of those at some point, but I honestly haven't played Elder Scrolls. Well, you bit. could do one on this new game that's come out, Eric. <laughs> so this new <laughs> oh, mobile yeah. game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I actually was playing that a bit while we were trying to get uh, to uh, Discord to quit being shit for uh, desktop um yeah there's a a, a, a a an elder scrolls game in the style of fallout shelter that just got uh, shadow dropped um and then uh super nintendo i have been wanting to do an episode on the game genie for a while and you know we're getting into spooky season now so freddy krueger may or may not make another <laughs> uh, appearance soon so but uh yeah uh, and then of course instagram um there's that too and then you can follow the show on uh twitter at uh, star sand pod and instagram at starfield sandwich so there you go so and uh yeah this is this has been great and there's definitely more to come so until then stay safe spacelanders